0: Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash on stage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind the scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you.
1: So, uh, your group has split up. Uh, while Thelonious is in the Dragon District talking with Morn and Zax, uh, we have Alice and Hannibal. Uh, the two of you are speaking in private with Orvalt Stonepike, uh, who is kind of overwhelmed. Uh, counselors have died or gone missing. Uh, you know, just terrible things are going on, and you've brought up the fact that the uh, Bloodbane family has apparently surrounded the city uh, for some nefarious reason. Uh, no doubt, of course, involving Pyralis. Uh Orvalt kind of, uh, you know, rubs his face and uh, kind of scratches his bald head and puts his you know, wide rimmed hat back on top of his head and uh he says well uh I mean any bright ideas?
2: Or um, can I ask you a question? Uh yeah, go ahead and shoot. Do you recognize the name Pyralis?
1: Uh yeah, I do. Uh, the name's kind of familiar. Uh, uh, well, uh, I know of two Pyrolyses. Two? Well, uh, I know that uh, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Ballantine's wife, who passed away, came into the, the, the city and was named pyrolysis But uh, uh, back in the war about uh, 50 years ago... Uh, I remember hearing tell of a different Pyralis, uh, quite a bit scarier of one.
2: What did uh, what was being said about her?
1: Well, apparently, she was quite brutal on the battlefield. Uh, not only did she kill plenty of people, uh, some of which that were, you know, on my side. Uh, that is to say that she even took down people on her own side if she didn't feel like they were you know, uh, doing the, the the best they could for the new Arkosian uh, ways. I, I don't quite fully understand that level of zeal. Uh, but yeah, I, she was somebody that I avoided on the battlefield at all cost.
2: Understandable. Uh, so she attacked her own people. And uh, uh, he nods and says, that's what he's
1: heard. Uh, and from what you guys remember in the dream, she the she was a, one of the dragon riders of New Arcosia, and she killed her own dragon when it wouldn't fire upon non-combatants on the battlefield.
3: Yep. Um, what if we were to tell you they are the same person?
1: You mean the, 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 the former wife of uh, Morn Ballantine, that was her.
3: And it gets better, my friend.
1: Well, I mean, she's dead, so, you know, we have that coming for us, right? Well, I guess then
3: technically it gets worse. Um, (laughs) she's actually a lich. She's not alive, but not dead. And she's helping out Zyklon Bloodbane.
1: Oh my good gods in the heavens.
3: I know, it's just uh, I'm making your day brighter every moment I'm here standing in front of you talking.
1: Uh, I I appreciate, uh, Mr. Demon Breaker, that you've come to this city. You, you've done uh, a great many things to aid the city and, and try to bring these, uh, you know, uh, criminals to justice. However... It does feel like things just keep getting worse and worse the longer you're around.
3: I can't argue with that. Um, yeah, so currently we don't really have much of a plan. Um, yeah, that's it. We currently don't have much of a plan. That's all I got to say at this point.
2: Well, did we want to go to the magic school and see what we can figure out there?
3: I mean, it's a place to start.
1: Orval asks if there's any other terrible news you want to drop on.
2: I don't think so.
3: Nothing that's really at that level. I'm sure we could probably find some other things to disturb you with, but, you know... Yeah, I, you well, I will it. say
2: this. This is probably going to delay the start of uh, Hannibal's Magic Mix, which is truly a loss for us all.
3: It really is. It really is. I was hoping to launch it in in the city and then go worldwide soon, but, you know... If it's going to be associated with some kind of war, then maybe maybe that's bad marketing. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to see how it goes.
1: Uh, Orvalt is utterly flabbergasted at all of this. Certainly, he's mostly emotional due to the loss of uh, uh, Hannibal's magic mix. However, he looks at the two of you as you're getting ready to leave. He says, If Pyralis is indeed undead and a threat to this city. As Sheriff, I do have a responsibility to try to take her down. If you plan on fighting her, well, you let me know the time and place, and I'll see what I can do. Alright, Orval. Thank you.
3: I appreciate that.
1: Orval tips his hat to you guys, and you guys had out. I uh, back over in the Dragon District. I... Uh, Belonius, uh, you, Zax, and, uh, Morn are speaking, and Morn has let you know, or you have let Morn know, that Pyralis is behind all this. Uh, are you filling him in that Pyralis is likely an undead monster and, you know, all that fun stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, Morn is devastated? ...and is very afraid of what is to come. I... He says... You don't understand how powerful she was. The amount of ancient magic she had. The amount of artifacts and power... ...that she amassed in her time with the Bloodbane family... ...in that war for independence, for New Arcosia... I shudder to think of what she is capable of. Well, you
4: gotta help me out, bud. Like, is there any piece of information, a weakness that you know she might have? Something that we can use against her in some way?
1: Hmm. He says, to be honest with you, I spent most of my young adult life in fear of her. We were arranged to be married because she was a war hero, and I am the last of the Ballantine family, a family with ties to royalty for dragonborn kind. And she was substantially older than me it was not of my will that i was married to Pyralus. i did my best to be a husband as that is what my people desired but i took no solace or pleasure in that he says i don't rightly know the extent of her power but i do know at least this she is utterly obsessed to a insane degree with the revival of new arcosia and the spread of the bloodbane family she idolized a person known as tytherian the Endless Knight.
4: He's the guy that had the armor of Endless Knight built for him,
1: right? He was indeed. Uh, you, If you recall from the, the dream, uh, Tytherion was afraid that his power would vanish for the dragonborn people after he died, and so in order to become an eternal source of power for the Dragonborn, he let himself be turned into armor. I'm going to go ahead and tell
4: him that she's looking to get all of the armor.
1: I do not remember as much as I should from when that armor was scattered throughout the city. I remember deciding that I would hide pieces of it in and around the city, but I do not remember much. If she amasses that armor, I, I presume she would wear it herself? I do not know entirely, but regardless, I don't think it's such a good idea to amass that armor. Even if you yourself... were to put it on. Why is that? I just don't think that's a good idea. No, it is immensely powerful, but it is armor that is used to spread the influence of the dragonborn people. I don't know that you'd be in full control of yourself if you were to don that armor in full. What if... A non-Dragonborn. Or a hybrid dragon form. Put it on. Hybrid. Maybe it would Um... be different. I, uh... I'm under the impression that the armor was made for beings with draconic blood. I always thought that it could only be worn by Dragonborn. But I suppose if it's a being with dragon blood... Certainly it's possible. And things could be different... But I would still be wary. Okay. Um,
4: I will also share with him about, because I can't remember if we did last time, uh, about the um, spell that she was trying to get access to. Oh, uh, uh, Demonic Armageddon? Correct. And if he might know anything about why she would want to possess such
1: a thing. Armageddon? A spell that destroys demons? Yeah. No, that doesn't seem to make sense. She's obsessed Th- with the spread of dragonkind, so uh, maybe she views demons as an enemy that needs to be purged? She's never
4: used them as like an ally in the past or anything like that?
1: No, not that I'm aware of, no. You don't think she'd ever make a
4: deal with demons in any case? Even as obsessed as she is?
1: Something do think she'd that go that is, far? Something about that is peculiar. Uh, she's certainly desperate for the spread of New Arcosia. I, I certainly wouldn't put it past her to to make such deals. But at the end of the day, she views anything as non-draconic as beneath her and beneath dragon kind. I just, something about that doesn't seem right, that she would make a deal unless she was willing to break that deal.
4: Okay. All right, we thought maybe there'd be something, something from your past. I mean, you guys were married, oh, right?
1: Ha, <laughs> uh, he you just, just dead deadpan stares. Huh? You kind of nudge him and try to get a smile out of him, and he just stares at you. And I don't think that you really need to make an insight check to know what his mood is uh, when it comes to that.
4: That's fine. All right, pal. I got one more thing for you. He nuts. All right. So here here in the district with all the dragonborn, how many followers do you think Pyralis would have behind her? How many would here support the Bloodbanes? Or is it more because of fear of the blood veins, they would side with them. Like, what's what's your gauge? How do you feel? What's what's the temperature
1: in the room? He thinks for a moment, and he says, perhaps I am naive, but I think that likely only somewhere around 10% of the dragon district would side with Potralis. Huh? However, fear is something... A whole nother matter. I would presume that a great many could be moved by fear.
3: Well,
4: we need your help. And I think we're gonna need our fellow kind to help as well. Your royalty, you just mentioned that earlier, right? You're a big name, everyone here loves you, right?
1: i have done everything in my power to help my people within this city and i will continue to do so Thelonius, you do not need to worry about that i will not allow so long as i draw breath for my people to turn to the bloodbane family as violent and malignant as they are okay because when the time comes
4: You know, if we can get as many other Dragonborns here to help us with whatever it is that's going to go down under your name and to support you and whatnot. You know, you know, a lot of things have gone down in, you know, recent days. You know, there might be a brighter future for for the Dragonborn here in the city now that there's a lot of people gone now. And, you know, just holding on to that hope might be enough to try and convince everyone to, to work together and try and
1: stop. This insurrection that it appears to be that we got going on. He nods, and uh, Morn Valentine says that he uh, that you have his support. Cool. All right.
4: Anything that you need for me before I, I leave?
1: Uh, no. Morn Valentine uh, uh, lets you know that I. Uh, uh, I mean, so long as it's something that you know he can do to help his people. Uh, then he will do it. So, uh, 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 do you uh, did you let him know about how uh, Pyralis will arrive in the Dragon District uh, tomorrow? I don't think I did. I should probably tell him
4: so that he can make some better preparations.
1: Thank you. Uh, needed <laughs> to know if you wanted to tell him that. Uh, and uh, he seems concerned, but he says that he will do his best to uh have his people be on essentially lockdown guard at the ready you know to do what they can okay
4: well i think we're gonna see each other tomorrow best luck brother
1: and he nods he says take care brother and zax walks you outside anything you want to ask Zax, or are you uh going to meet up with your pals
4: he was in on the whole conversation too, right? Uh Uh-huh. I'll ask him too, about how he feels about the, the dragonborn here. Does he feel confident in what Morn said about 10%, but the fear might be more, or does he have a different feeling on it?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, I feel like Morn is correct in saying that he might be slightly naive. Uh, He utterly despises the Bloodbane family, and I think the average person in the Dragon District doesn't want a life of violence either, but this is a group of people that have been very marginalized by the city. I would not be surprised if that number would increase.
4: Yeah. Well, brother, you gotta make sure you you try to spread that
1: hope as well, right? And he uh, nods And he says, I will do whatever I can to s- help save my people. I'll ask
4: him, actually, too. Maybe he might know something about my brother. He's known of any whereabouts of Thelonius. You mean th- uh, of Thucydides? Thucydides, I'm
1: Thelonius. Thucydides. <laughs> uh, he thinks about it, uh, and he says, uh, No. No uh i mean i've not seen any unfamiliar dragonborn in the district at all okay and i mean our people tend to stick to this district aside from maybe a few here and there i would think that if there was an unfamiliar dragonborn in the city we would have heard about it
4: yeah i mean he was trying to keep a low radar but got caught by the banes. um but I haven't really been able
1: to hear back from him. So he nods, he says, well, I hope that you hear something soon. Thanks. Are you guys meeting back up?
4: Well, they're going to the university district though, right? I don't think I know that.
1: Not necessarily, but if you guys wanna get back together again, you certainly can. Uh, If you'd prefer to go somewhere else, the lodius that's fine too.
4: I don't really know where else I can go. That I won't would, that won't be trouble.
3: <laughs> I would like to talk to Abraham Goldbeard because we started a conversation about his mentor being my grandfather. And maybe my grandfather left something behind. Maybe he has some knowledge that can help us out considering he's the one that banished the demons to begin with. Maybe there's something that Abraham has that will help us.
1: Yeah, uh, so you guys are already in the government district, which is right next to the, you know, uh, uh, the church district. So uh, you guys head over there. Uh, Thelonious, where would you head next? Or did you just I want to track down your friends?
4: I guess, I mean, I, I'd i probably go to the Melty Bears to find out where they have gone. Or actually, I knew they were going to the government district. So I guess I would go to the government district and then, yeah, kind of find out. We'll say that you.
5: To.
1: Yeah, we'll say that you catch up with your uh, friends and speed this along a little bit for you guys. Uh, a little bit of time passes. You guys finally uh, find one another, and uh, the three of you are in the church district, having already traded stories about what you found from the people you talked to. Uh,
3: you know what it just occurred to me, guys? That um, you know, if we we know that the armor is possibly possessed by this. Tytherion guy, Mm -hmm. Um, if if X319 puts the armor on, how do we know Tythereon's not going to take him over?
2: We don't know point. That's the X factor.
3: That is the X. And then at that point, we're going to have Pyralis and Tytherion together wreaking havoc on the city with the demonic spell. Not that the demonic spell is going to hurt us at all. But it's still going to be X three nineteen kicking everybody's ass in this fancy ass armor. Not as him. Not has himself.
2: No, and it seems like this Tytherian was already powerful enough on his own. Sure. Was
3: was that our original arrangement? We were
4: going to give him the piece before he fought. He fought Pyralis.
2: That was the deal.
1: That is yep. the deal that was made. He said that I uh, I uh, he would take your piece of armor. And then get the final pieces from Pyralis, put on the armor, gain the power to kill her, and then uh, from there he'd leave the city. Uh but his uh ultimatum was if you don't give me that piece, I'll get the pieces from Pyralis and then kill you guys and take your piece.
4: I I there there's too many unknowns with 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 I that know. guy. I you just I don't think we can give him that piece.
2: Well, I keep leaning in that direction too, but I don't. I don't know what other choice we have. Either way, we're fighting them both. Exactly.
4: Well, and maybe, maybe even- hearing the news that Morn might be able to rally the Dragonborn, maybe they can distract Pyralis and the you know the rest of my idiot family for a while, while we try to take down three nineteen. Within us, like we might have to have like two, two things going on here in order to.
3: Well, but at the same time, what if, what if we give him the armor and he doesn't get possessed and then we have a very powerful ally on our side.
4: But that's a hell of a risk.
3: It's a hell of a risk. It is an all in kind of risk, but yeah, I don't know, man. It's, I don't know. I
5: don't know. Either we fight them
3: both or we only have to fight one of them, maybe. So, I don't know.
4: The, I don't know. After talking with Marn again, I, I no one should have all the pieces, no one. It just seems like that would be, even though X319 claims he just plans to leave and ease his pain, again, we, like you just said, we don't know if he will even be able to do that with himself.
3: Right.
2: I think if he's in control, I. I trust him to, to follow yeah, our that's arrangement. The, thing. the trick is, does he stay in control?
4: But if he doesn't, how do we stop him at that point? We can't.
5: No,
2: and, then
4: it's, well. it's game, and then it's game over. There's nothing we can do.
2: Didn't the last person who put on the armor just stand there and got stabbed?
1: Uh, Yeah, so from what you heard, I... Uh, the last person who wore the armor of Endless Night was stabbed in the back by uh, uh, X319. When he when he was Anaval, he tried to usurp the 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 authority of Torn Ballantine, Morn's uncle.
5: What do we know? So- what,
4: do we know what kind of weapon it was?
1: No, you never learned that.
2: Well no, I was just more interested in why if this person had the armor on, that from what I remember hearing, they didn't seem all that interested in wearing it. And I'm trying I'm trying to figure out why. It would seem if Tytherian were going to take over the host, I can't imagine that uh Torn is just is just standing there.
3: I don't know. I guess we don't really know what Torn's state of mind was. When he was wearing it. When, when did we see that? We saw that um, in the dream, didn't we?
1: Uh, no, this is only what you heard uh, from other sources later, uh, like Morn Valentine.
3: Huh. Maybe we need to talk to Morn some more.
2: We well, we're going to have to see him again shortly he, anyway. So He
4: didn't seem like he knew a ton, but all right. besides at all costs, don't have it all together. Yeah, he, he isn't too about, thrilled about that. And I asked him about weaknesses on Paralysis. I guess I didn't ask about any weaknesses about the armor itself. but So maybe we could ask him if he knows anything about that. Or did we ever find out at the university?
1: Did anybody know about the armor? I don't think anyone did, right? Not really. No. Uh, but you guys are currently in front of the uh, Grand Duke Lion Cathedral. If you guys want to talk to Abraham while you're here.
3: Yeah, might as well do yeah. that. We'll kind of go from there.
1: Uh, you go inside and you see Altarius Brightmore, uh, who, uh, uh, goes up to you and thanks you guys for saving his life. How you feeling? Well, much better now, thank you. I, uh, I definitely owe the three of you a great debt. I would not be here and alive if not for you.
5: Hey,
3: no problem. It's, uh, you know, it's what we, what we do. Um... We're here to see uh, Abraham. Is he uh, is he available?
1: He is currently being guarded, but yes, uh, for the three of you, absolutely. Excellent. You he takes you to an office door that has a couple of priests by it. Uh, he knocks on the door, and you guys go in, and Abraham sees the three of you, and uh, Abraham, uh, who was kind of wearing little tiny spectacles. Uh, sort of, uh, pops them off, brushes his, uh, uh, long beard, and, uh, he says, well, how can I help the three of you?
3: Well, uh, first of all, the last time we were here, uh, your door was missing, so that's good, you got that fixed. Uh, yes, uh, we did. Yeah. Um, look, I got a, I got a question for you. You said your mentor was my grandfather.
1: Uh, my mentor's mentor was your mentor's grandfather. Mentor.
3: I don't know a lot about him. I know he was... clearly the one who who, who stopped the demons the first time around. Did he? Did he leave any kind of artifacts, knowledge, spells, anything that will aid us in stopping the demons this time around?
1: Hmm. It will take a little bit of time for me to look through old records and delve into uh, documentation, he says, but I will make that a priority. I'll do what I can and I will get back with you as soon as I have anything I can do to help you.
3: Okay. Yeah. You, you know, and I, and I, hate to put a, a rush on you, but you know, we don't have a whole lot of time left. Um, that's the problem. And I, and, and I, and I fill him in on kind of the situation at large with Pyralis and the dragonborn district and the demons and having to go to pox Maradon and all that stuff
1: he says that is very alarming so, he says yes i will absolutely make it a priority altarius uh steps up and says if you need anything anything at all i wouldn't want mr goldbeard to come into trouble or get hurt but i will do anything i can to assist you
3: we appreciate that um yeah, it sounds like we're going to need a lot of help because uh, it's going to be a mess. And it's at this point, you know, it's a freight train coming. There's no stopping it. Um, we're just going to have to deal with it when it gets here the best we can. So more hands on deck. It's going to make things a little bit easier.
1: Altarius Brightmore is, uh, since you saved his life, uh, sort of owes a bit of a life debt. And so he is willing to do what he can to help you. Uh, And he says that in the meantime, he'll assist Abraham in hunting down artifacts, items, anything that, you know, your uh, grandfather might have left behind.
3: All right. Uh, Okay. what do you guys want to do next?
2: Well, actually, I want to ask them if there's anything else about this armor that they that they know. I mean, the armor of endless night.
1: Yeah, I mean, Goldbeard had a piece of it. Goldbeard uh, shakes his head and he says it is a piece of a suit of armor from a world away, a war on another continent. He says to be honest with you I took the piece and was promised to keep it safe but I never learned much outside of the fact that it was a black suit of armor and that you three are looking for this armor of endless night. It is something beyond my knowledge.
3: okay Okay. Um, alright what do you guys want to do next any other questions for the people here Should should we talk to Thane more should we let him know what's about to go down in the city we can't I mean we were going to go to the magic college
4: I mean I guess is there anything he could do like, is there a way he could help us, or could we get some more answers from him? We always find that he's kind of something's not fully there. I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, it's not going to hurt to talk to him. Although we're running out of time, so when it, when I I don't know how far away are we are from the oh. uh, Pyrealis thing?
1: Uh, if you are uh, wait, uh, how far away you are to the Pyralis thing?
3: Time-wise.
1: Uh, it is tomorrow. Okay. So you have the rest of the today, and then presumably sometime tomorrow morning, afternoon, Pyralis will appear in the Dragon District.
3: All right. And then shit goes down, boys. Um, okay. So, yeah. Why don't we go... Do we want to hit up Magic College? What's closer? Magic or... Well, the Government District... Government district is, is close. Alright, let's go hit up Mar. We're right here. And then, you know, maybe by the end of today these guys will have something for us.
1: Uh, you guys head into the uh, government building and uh, it is strangely quiet. All three of you make a perception check. Oh. That's a seven. Twenty one. Uh, eight? I had an eight. With a seven like- and an eight, you guys don't really hear much. Uh with a twenty-one, uh, Alice, you hear soft footsteps coming from around a corner.
2: Alright, we I wanna I wanna hold up and I guess look around the corner.
1: Are you guys are you doing it stealthy or
2: uh yeah, I'll stealth I'll stealth around the corner.
1: Sure. Alice creeps ahead and uh, make a stealth check for me, Alice. That
2: is nineteen.
1: With the nineteen, you peek your head around the corner and you see Severin Redforge. Looks like he's locking up an office door and it looks like he's about to head your way.
2: Okay, so I'll uh I'll walk out and say, Hey,
1: Severin. Oh, uh <laughs> Sorry, you kinda scared me. Uh I thought oh, the- sorry, I didn't mean to catch you off guard thought the building was empty to be honest uh uh how can i help you out
2: well we came here to talk to the governor do you know is he still around today oh the governor
1: is currently in his mansion on lockdown
2: oh really what uh is it is it related to what happened to the other two council members he says, yeah, uh, he holds out a scroll and kind of crumples
1: it up in his hands. And he says, well, I was going to get you some strange information on his pain like you asked. But uh, it seems that you've already gotten to the bottom of that. We did. I, I appreciate your efforts. <laughs> he nods. He says, well, I suppose it'll be evidence, uh, uh, you know, during parliament and court rulings and whatnot. Uh, are all of you coming out to talk to him, by the way?
5: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, Severin nods his head at you guys. He says, uh, well, I'm afraid I couldn't be of much help there, uh, but uh, is there anything else I could maybe be of assistance?
0: Do you
3: remember in your research reading anything about something called the Armor of Endless Night?
1: Armor of Endless Night. He says, nothing on record, uh, though that could be because somebody didn't want it on record when it came time for record-keeping.
3: That's true. Uh, what about uh, Pyralis?
1: Pyralis? Uh, natural 20. Uh, he says, <laughs> he says, uh, yes, uh, that was the, the wife of uh, Morn Ballantine. Uh, she passed away very shortly uh, when she arrived in the city with the uh, Dragonborn.
3: Yeah, you know anything about her past? Anything?
1: Else. Well, that's one of the odd things. Is uh, uh, normally in records of death, uh, you know, there there would be a cause of death. It's left pretty blank and empty. It's uh, I think uh, uh, it says ill. It says due to illness, but I think that that might have been written in sometime later.
5: Yeah,
3: we. I mean, we we know that part we know what happened there um you don't know anything else about you know her past dealings in this in as a as a warrior or anything like that anything about her past
1: well uh in the the records uh we do our best to to try to you know you know when when somebody's involved in the city we we tend to do a little bit of due diligence and To be honest, when the Dragonborn arrived in the city, we needed to make sure that there were no war criminals uh, there. And it strikes me as uh, a little odd. Uh, According to the paperwork, there was no relation to this Pyralis, but apparently there was a Pyralis in the war who was an incredibly powerful wizard and committed a great many war crimes from what I've been told. Or from what I read, he says. Yeah.
5: There
2: isn't a connection those two together. Yeah. Uh, What's that, Alice? Go ahead. I said so. No one connected. There was nothing connecting those two together.
1: Well, I mean, now that you're mentioning it, now it's rather fishy. But certainly at the time, it was ruled that it was somebody different. But even if it wasn't, she had died, and so the the case was sort of ignored and dismissed, and you know, nothing came of it how's um how's governor doing the governor is uh immensely frustrated with the state of the city right now uh, governor thanemore is considering uh removing his bid for retirement and staying on for maybe an additional five to ten years as he gets this under control
2: Understandable. Seems like things are kind of in chaos right now. Uh, we have a counselor missing, and we have
1: two more that were demon worshippers, and the others are dead. Yes, things are not going exactly according to plan, I think, for Governor Thane more.
2: So when you were, uh, worse, uh, when you were looking into the, the demon worshipping, were there any contacts... Maybe, maybe listed, did the name Murdoch maybe appear? Murdoch. Let's see.
1: He says, uh, no, I'm afraid not. Uh,
2: do you know of somebody dealing with this
1: particular person? Someone else dealing with them?
2: No, it seemed like uh, Longinus and our, our friend, Mr. Pendergrass, uh, kind of we're working with him
1: okay well in that case uh i don't know if much could come of it but i could certainly try to do more research on them and see if they have that name listed in their paperwork but to be honest with you it is now a criminal investigation and i don't know how much access i have to such files anymore
2: uh, it's i it, i think it's okay we're time time is uh, running short a bit <laughs>
1: Uh, I'm afraid my skills are very time-intensive. Looking through old documentation is a a bit of a time-consuming process. But, I mean, you've definitely helped me uh, through our arrangement. And so I'm more than happy to help you in any way I
2: can. I appreciate that, Dewey. Is there anything, guys, you can think of to have them look into?
3: Can you swing an axe?
1: Uh, well, sure. I'm a dwarf. It's in my blood, so to speak.
3: Well, let's just say there's probably going to be a fight sometime in the next day or so. Um, You might want to pull your armor out of the closet, sharpen your weapons, uh, just in case.
1: He nods. He says, I'm not much of a fighter, but I can swing an axe, and I think that I uh, handle armor pretty well. I'll do what I can.
3: Yep. Um, You know, you're a dwarf, right? Yes, sir. Uh, I have this dwarven half-plate armor. Would you like it?
1: Uh, Is that the uh, dwarven half-plate from uh, uh, the Asylum? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh,
3: wait. No, never mind. Because we determined. Didn't we determine that it was cursed?
1: Uh, No, you did not.
3: Oh, well... Well, no, I think I might want to hold on to it because it might be.
1: You pull out the armor and you're like, ah, it might be cursed. And he says, oh, I think that might be, uh, uh, the property of one of the raiders. The raiders? Oh, oh, I think one of Chimarazan's raiders some time ago had that, but, uh, he went missing. Who was it? Oh, it was one of their dwarven members, uh... Uh, I don't know where you picked that up, but you must have found their equipment
2: oh. in the asylum.
1: Make an intelligence check, you guys. <laughs>
2: twenty-two.
5: Uh,
3: five.
1: Uh, seventeen. With a seventeen and a twenty-two, uh, you guys never really investigated where that armor came from. Uh, it was one of Chimarazan's raiders. Oh.
3: Well, uh, so it's not cursed. Um,
1: well, okay. I mean, that remains to be seen. Right, but... Sitting in, sitting in an asylum for, for, you know, however many years that you know corpse was sitting there.
3: Look, if I give it to the guy, is he gonna go crazy?
1: I mean, maybe.
3: Damn it, Craig. I just
1: try to do something nice before all hell breaks loose. <laughs> he he Severin Redforge uh, shakes his head and he says... I wouldn't feel right wearing another dwarf's <laughs> armor. I have some of my own.
3: Okay. He says, I'll, "I thank you though." No problem. I'll, I'll hold on to it, and you know, maybe I'll give it to my kids at some point. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's. I don't know. I got nothing else. You anybody else? You want some? Here, have some magic mix. I'm trying to get this thing. If if for whatever reason we're all alive at the end of this. Have some magic mix, maybe. Maybe you'll see it pop up in in other cities around around the world. Here, he, uh, you'll be the first
1: to try it. Spread the word. Yeah. He takes a bite and he's like, "Oh, hey, this is pretty good."
3: Thank you. I've been working <laughs> on it for years. It's great.
1: Uh, is there anything else you guys want to ask Severin Redforge, or is there anywhere else you want to go?
3: Should we go back <laughs> to Morn? Well, we need to go.
1: Oh, the university.
3: We need the to to university. We do need to go to Morn, and we need to go back to Abraham to see if he had dug up anything for us. Split and up? Then, I don't know what time of day it is right now.
1: Oh, uh, I would say that it is uh, probably like early afternoon.
4: Well, I would say, yeah, there's three of us and there's three places we need to go. Maybe we just split off again.
3: Well, we haven't exactly given Abraham a whole lot of time to search. So.
2: That's what I was thinking. Maybe That's true. We can hit yeah, maybe him. we hit that right before, yeah, right, right before dinner, dinner or, or
3: something. Yeah, go ahead hit, hit hit that last.
1: And you certainly have time in the day if those are the only places you plan on going.
3: Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah. And then, oh, and Maxwell is picking up weapons for us,
2: too. Yeah, Maxwell's shopping. Yeah.
3: He's real happy about that, too. It's was strange.
1: Uh, you gave him the task of gathering weapons. That's one of yeah. his things.
3: I think I saw him skip a couple times, which I don't you know, know. I didn't even think he was capable of doing that.
4: I guess that reminds me real quick about him picking up weapons. Is it worth talking to that annoying little pain freak about, Gaius? yeah, Gaius, if maybe a whole bunch of orders have come in? Like, how are the how is this incoming army being funded at well, the deal? You think he might know anything? He knows all the ins and outs of the city, though, right? He He's like Blorzak. He knows a lot about the river and... Moving goods in and out, maybe he is. He or really some seemed people only know, work for him.
5: I might think know what's he on.
2: He knew the store, and that was about it. He the didn't other, seem like he knew the city.
1: Or yeah, Cassius. The other, the other thing to consider is the fact that if there are soldiers out there from the Bloodbane family, they likely have their own weapons and weapon supplies, and don't need to yeah. rely on anyone within the city. Yeah.
4: All right, I'm just trying to think. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sounds like that might not be worth talking to him, which I'm
2: okay with that. Uh, yeah, that's um, fine. We'll let Maxwell deal with him. Yep. All right. All right. To the college. Yeah. Well,
5: what's uh,
3: what's walking wise, what's going to be the most efficient? I'm trying to think where we're at. We're at the government district.
1: Oh, uh, it'd be about the, uh, well, it'd probably be a little bit. Uh, oh, no, it's a little closer to the Magic Academy than it would be the Dragon District from here.
3: So we want to hit Dragon District first then Magic Academy on our way back. Would that I make sense? I think maybe
2: we, we might want to give the... uh if we need them to do anything for us at the Magic Academy, oh, yeah. we might want get to get give prepared. them time.
3: Yep, good idea.
1: So you're heading to the uh, Rayburn Falls Magical Academy? Sure. Yep. Absolutely. You guys head on over there. Uh, who do you want to talk to? Uh, last you saw Kibo Freedom Peak, you flipped him off and flew away, and now his principal is dead. <laughs> I uh, and last oh, yeah. last you saw Madam Wendy, uh, I think you threw a sock at her head, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not just curious who you want to talk to about gaining all this support. <laughs>
3: There's a whole bunch of support, believe me. Uh, we really we really you burned know. some bridges. You know what, Kibo yeah. can take it. Kibo, Kibo's scared of us anyway.
4: I was gonna say, what's what's scare the shit out of Kibo a little bit more? Because he's kind of. Shifty, too. Maybe he knows something. Do we threaten him? Let's threaten him some more.
2: Wait, hold on. Let's try diplomacy first.
3: Let's talk to him first, and then we can threaten him after. He's already scared of us. That's true.
4: All right, you two do that. We'll do good cop, bad cop. You two can be the good cop. I'll be the bad cop.
3: Well, we'll see how far that goes, but okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Sure. Uh, So you guys head on into the Academy, and I... I uh, Oh boy. So, I uh, you guys go inside and you see that it is quiet.
4: Does he know that Evazontalus is uh, kind of
2: dead? No, nah, this is going to be uh, news to him. I was going to say, are we what? dropping that on him? No, maybe not. Cause... No, I'm
3: sure people know at this point. Because everybody. The...
2: The yeah, I mean, as people
3: showed up, the. The oh no, there was up. no
2: body. It was it was eaten. How, would anyone know that he was? Well, they, know he's, the they, know he, they know he's missing. Yeah.
3: Let's, let's find we'll out. Find, yeah, I guess we'll find out.
2: So you
1: guys head on into the uh, 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 the the first tower that has the you know like administrative offices and whatnot, and it's deathly quiet.
2: Seems unusual for mid-afternoon. Do we, we don't see anyone around?
1: No, you look around. You start going through and looking into offices, and you don't see anybody. You get up to Kibo Freedom Peak's office, and it's shut and locked, and there doesn't seem to be anyone inside. Huh.
2: Do we notice do we anything wanna... weird about the place?
1: I was gonna say, do we want to visit his
3: office?
2: Well... I was gonna say, cause uh, can't we go further up this tower to where uh, k Kefuddle's office, old office was? With, well, that's where Kibo
1: Freedom Peak's office is now. Oh, okay. So the team. Yeah. Okay.
2: Let's break in. Let's see if there's anything useful there. Do we, we, we want to check Elizantalus's
3: place? We can that probably check both. That might be a better both. place to start. I think we check both. What are we checking Kibo's for? He might have. Remember, he he's still. Eh, there might
4: be I think something we need to there.
2: Speak. We need to figure out what's going on here first. This is weird.
4: Remember how fucking excited he was that he became, you know, a counselor? I feel like there's still something up there.
5: You
2: because he,
4: because he... well, he's one of the only ones left alive.
2: Probably because no one cared enough to kill him.
4: <laughs> well, that could maybe, be. But maybe there's another reason.
1: Uh, make uh, perception checks, all three of you. 17. Uh...
5: Twelve.
1: Nineteen. With a seventeen and a nineteen, the two of you, as you're talking about what you should be doing and what you want to do and whose office you're breaking into and whatnot, uh, you guys uh, see out the window uh, a a, uh, form leaving the uh, tower that has the schools of uh, divination. And it looks a lot like Madam
2: Wendy. All right. Let's let's go see if we can track her down uh, you guys want to book it over there
4: sure i really want to break into this office but i also want to mess
1: with madam wendy some more
2: all right go with just <laughs> hold on to those thoughts <laughs> we'll get there
1: all right fine so you guys rush down the uh uh the stairs of the tower and you're quite a bit faster than madam wendy is who's a little on the slower side and you guys jump out of the uh, uh, the the administrative tower, and she sees the uh, three of you, and she goes, "Oh, good
3: heavens!"
1: <laughs> Hi, Not Madam Wendy.
3: What up?
1: Oh, you horrible, horrible children, coming to school on this day of mourning.
2: Oh, is that what's happening here?
1: School's been canceled, dear. The principal has died.
2: Yeah, we heard about that. We're very sorry to hear that.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did you kill him? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life!
2: Just how ignorant
1: can you be?
2: (laughs) I go stand next to Madam Wendy and I just cross my arms and I'm staring daggers at Thelonious. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard.
1: (laughs) I forgot some paperwork and so I came to pick it up and now I'm leaving.
4: Likely story, Madam Wendy.
2: That's enough out of you, brat! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, anyway. felonious adults are talking here. Uh, so, Madam Wendy, uh, do you know where uh, Kibo is today? Because school was canceled, I believe he might be home. you know whereabouts we could find him?
1: I don't follow that miserable half-elf anywhere.
2: That's fair. I I can't blame you for that one.
3: If it makes you feel any better, he's really scared of us.
2: Uh, does that make her feel better?
1: She says, nobody in their right minds would be scared of hoodlums like you three. Well, that's good to know, because, you know,
3: we like you. Yeah.
1: Would you like some more
4: mix? We love you, Madam Wendy. You you
3: complete me.
1: Uh, make a persuasion check with disadvantage <laughs> for the creepy factor.
3: Well, I don't know. They, he, she might actually complete him. <laughs> I'm not sure. Am if I? Anything, this provides,
4: magic myth?
3: If anything, she provides uh, comedic uh, comedic fodder for him, so that might complete him.
1: All right, fine. A regular persuasion check.
3: It wasn't
4: much better, but. Um... Oh, actually, you know what? No, 14.
2: With a 14, she scowls at you. <laughs> Helping or hurting, what? Thelonious? Helping Why? or hurting?
4: Why the look?
2: Why the look? Madam Wendy, I...
4: we've offered nothing but love to you. Love okay? and sucks. A little teasing. <laughs> well, listen, I, you know, they were stinky. I don't know what to tell you. I've never met such horrible children. Come on, in all your years at the Academy, no one's messed with you in the past, Madam
1: Wendy. She says, well, there was this blight-collar girl, and she was worthless as you are. But wait, no, wait, aside wait. from her, there's nobody else. God, what can you hurt. tell us about
2: this blight-collar girl?
1: Blight-collar? Oh, she was an ignorant little rube. Uh,
2: why did you say no,
1: that? didn't understand the first thing about magic.
2: Oh, yeah? So what happened to her?
1: Oh, she got drummed out of the academy after she performed some job in the South. I don't
2: know. Wait, she went and performed a job in the South and then got thrown out? I wasn't her homeroom teacher.
1: I don't know what it was about. Yeah, she's
3: gone gone now anyway. It doesn't really matter.
2: I guess not. Um... Madam Wendy, have you ever heard of something called the Armor of Endless Night? Uh, did you guys ask her that already? I feel like you might. Yeah, you have. yeah. yeah
1: she, she
3: didn't. She didn't know much. Yeah, yeah,
1: she shakes her head and she says, I'm afraid I don't know what that is, dear. Madam Wendy, I put my arm around her. Get her oh. nice and
4: close.
5: Oh, good heavens. Like,
4: I'm like, Madam Wendy, I, I'm going I'm to level with you here. Some shit's about to go down tomorrow and uh we're trying to rally some troops together to help out what could what can you do to help us out
1: make a persuasion check with advantage no a i'm holding th- her
4: come yeah, on he's... I'm, I'm caressing her
1: yeah, she also hates us <laughs> uh she she's very neutral to hannibal She's, uh, uh kind of likes Alice, and she hates Thelonious, so it's a regular roll. Uh, 14. With a 14, she says, I'm well past my days for being in a goon squad. Whoa, 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 whoa. You think I'm a goon? Yes. No, you are a goon.
3: <laughs> Madam Wendy, Wendy, if you're in the squad, it wouldn't be goons
1: uh persuasion with disadvantage only cuz you're trying to push it.
3: I winked at her.
4: Regular roll. <laughs> Give her some magic metrics.
1: I uh, you winked at her. What's your uh charisma score? <laughs> uh 14. You're fairly attractive, sure. Regular roll.
3: Yeah. What am I rolling for? I don't remember. <laughs> Persuasion. <laughs> Persuasion.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that I is, uh, oh, that it's an 18, on. that's 18. <laughs> she says, well, so long as I'm not on the front lines, I'll see what I can do.
3: We appreciate it, Wait, Madam Wendy. You're great.
1: Yes, yes, I'm well aware, dear. And she pulls herself out of the uh, grasp of uh, Thelonious and kind can of dust herself off. Of can
4: if I use were... Prestigitation and shoot off some fireworks in Celebration?
1: I uh, yes, you can. Uh, you yes. launch off, like, little, like, sparkler fireworks into the uh, the air, and it's all bright and flashy, and she says, well, you get an A for effort, but execution is a C at best. Oh. What? That's yeah, yeah, that's me. pretty fair. You,
3: that's... you know what, Madam Wendy? Yeah, I
4: just right. think
1: you have it out for me now.
4: I'm trying to mend our relationship i know i've done some hurtful things in the past but i need you and i get down on my knees like man wendy i need you you need the discipline of a cane
1: upside the head
3: (laughs) you're gonna change your mind Knock it off (laughs) all right fine
1: Mana wendy uh begrudgingly says that she will assist you uh if there is trouble in the city she you know we'll do the right thing and see what she can do to help
2: do madam you wendy Kibo if you were to uh, if you were to any help damn it go
3: ahead just go ahead go ahead go ahead Matt. no it's fine my joke's over it's done don't worry about it go ahead let's talk about chemo free to Peak.
1: <laughs> so what's I the question i got nothing where does she have a robe on does she have a robe on uh, what are you doing (laughs) listen uh, all three of you shut up for a moment (laughs) (laughs) let's start with Alice who
2: seems the most plot relevant do you think Kibo Freedom Peak would be of any use in a confrontation
1: dear I want you to ask yourself do you think that Kibo Freedom Peak would be useful in any kind of confrontation.
2: No, it's not, but, you know... The answer's no! She's not wrong. I I know. I want, I wanted to believe. Uh, no. We could use everyone we can get. (laughs) She tells you that Kibo Freedom Peak is much too
1: cravenous for such a thing.
2: Alright, what's... Is there anyone at the the school?
1: school? Uh, you're asking if there's anyone at the school that could help?
2: Yeah, is there anyone, are there any other teachers or maybe former adventurers? She says,
1: dear, there's not that many former adventurers that are teaching at this school. I don't know that you could get any of them to help you if you've ne- have you ever talked to them? I suppose not. She says, you're stuck with me, so deal with it. Well, we appreciate it. Uh, And to answer your question, Thelonious, yes, she is wearing robes, like a wizard's robes.
4: Okay. Is she walking away from us now?
1: No, you guys are still conversing. Uh, Hannibal, you had (laughs) seemed to want to say something earlier. Is that moment gone? It's gone. Sorry. It's okay. And
2: unless you guys have anything else, she's going to walk away. I I want to delay this moment where she walks away purely because I know it's about to happen, but I got nothing. She starts to leave. Oh, boy.
4: As a little prank, I want to light her robe on fire.
3: No, (laughs) come on, come on. What are you doing? I. What are you doing?
1: That will require an attack because that's what lighting a fire is.
2: Just as, as a prank just like the it's bottom a, of the robe. Setting someone on fire is not a prank. Is uh,
1: catch it
2: ahead of time?
1: Well, how do you want to start the fire, Thelonis? Do you want to use your breath weapon? Do you want to use, uh, you know, firebolt? Like, what are we talking here?
4: Well, a breath weapon would be way too intense. I mean, I might toast to her.
1: Uh, I would argue that lighting someone on fire is too intense. Uh, <laughs> but go on. <laughs>
4: I'm not lighting her on fire. I'm lighting her attire on fire,
3: and just Which a little What she's corner, wearing, just a little piece. Hey, maybe they're not flame retardant clothes. What if they catch a, catch on fire real quick?
4: I'll if she gets too crazy, then I'll I'll just I'll extinguish you it
1: from her. With
3: how? How are you gonna extinguish it? All Thelonious. your weapons are fire based.
1: Thelonious. Uh make me an intelligence chap Uh, intelligence? Uh, 15. You currently have Madam Wendy as a begrudging ally. If you set her on fire, and I don't care what your logic is, that it's her clothing and not her, that is setting her on fire, not only is your alignment in question, uh, but you'll lose her as an ally. Fine. I just wanted to prank her one more time. I mean, you can prank her. I ain't going to stop you from doing that. I'm just letting you know that you know that there will be fallout for that. Does
4: my prestigitation allow me to create sound? Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. I'm going to use it back to back with some fireworks of celebration again. And then it's going to be like. As she walks away. Like a march, a big cheer.
1: She sort of pauses as you start doing that and like you can only do one at a time with press digitation. so like you do the noise you cause the flashes you do the noise you cause the flashes and she looks back at you and she says you know that would be much more effective with some illusion oh never mind you're a sorcerer not a wizard and she turns around in a huff and bleeps I give her one more wink and yeah. you give her one last wink as she's walking away
2: please stop helping <laughs> What would you guys like to do from here?
3: Wow. I take a sip
2: from my flask.
3: Ridiculous.
2: All right, are we, we
3: breaking into offices or what? Yes.
2: Yeah, I got we might as well.
4: We know he's not here.
2: I'm going to start with Elizanthalus though. So you guys Probably head is. to Elizanthalus's
1: office. I while you're out in these halls and looking around, uh, make me a, uh, an Arcana check uh, first off. Anybody can make that.
2: 29. Okay.
1: With a 29, uh, you take a cursory glance at uh, Kibo Freedom Peak's office, and his is magically trapped. I had a hunch, guys. We aren't opening that one. However, you can tell that Elizontalus's uh, office is completely void of magic traps. And you think it's probably because of the fact that he left in our hurry with you guys. Does right. that make Let's... you think
4: that he's hiding something if his is
1: trapped? The wizard...
5: <laughs> the wizard a... is...
1: You think the wizard wouldn't normally trap his office door when he leaves?
4: Only if he's hiding something. He shouldn't know. We shouldn't
2: he see. Has a... Do you remember the safe of all the magic items? Wouldn't you keep that under security?
4: Yeah, remember that we were idiots and the whole safe got emptied out pretty much?
1: No, just the boots. All right. Are uh, you guys getting into that office?
3: We're getting into yes. the office.
1: Go ahead and bake uh, me a Thieves Tools uh, check there, uh, Alice.
2: Is 23.
1: With the 23, the door creaks open and... Uh, The kind of the still office uh, awaits you. And you guys sort of get this kind of like cold shiver down your spine. It just feels kind of unnatural being back here, knowing everything that happened. Uh, And you guys advance into Alizontalus Everwinter's office. And that's where we're going to go ahead and pause Today's Saturday.